you're listening to the Down the Pub podcast. The Rugby World Cup starts this weekend, so we're doing a rugby special this week. Join the conversation on our Facebook page and on our Instagram. We are also on the Tweet Machine. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Now on with the show. So um, this week we're changing tack a little bit. Uh, this weekend sees the start of the uh, Rugby World Cup in Japan. Um, I'm speaking with... Rugby Nova Scotia head coach Jack Hanratty, who's uh, taken time out of his hectic schedule to speak with us. Um, first of all, uh, Jack, how did you end up in Nova Scotia coaching the Oval Ball? Uh, yeah, I'm here for about um, seven years now, uh, formerly of Leinster Rugby back in Ireland, um, and just came over for 10 days and then turned into three months and then went home and was offered the, the lead of the province here in Nova Scotia and decided to take it for a year and still here, I guess. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's So from 10 days to seven years, not too bad. Uh, bit I of a know, life just sentence. ask my mum. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, first, uh, so there was some great news yesterday. Uh, rugby seems to have been reinstated back here in Nova Scotia in the schools. Um, what's your take on it all? Yeah, it's honestly, it's it's been the the topic of which I've had to deal with most probably over since May. Um, it it was a you know just just a lot of false information out there about the sport, and because we're in Canada, um, it's not one of the top sports. So you you know people people wondered would they would they miss it, and then uh, once a decision was made back in May that they were going to pull it, they decided to bring it back. Um, which is which is great. Uh, they did a lot more research over the summer. We were brought to the table as Rugby Nova Scotia and Rugby Canada, and you know we're just we're just happy. There's a lot of changes, but we're just delighted that the the game's going to be back, and uh, and there was a real power from the community to make sure that it was reinstalled. Yeah, I'm uh, seeing like the, the the kids downtown protesting and all that kind of stuff. So you could see that there was definitely there was the passion here for the sport in the province, which is. Obviously, for you being a, a true and true rugby man, must have been must must be great and a great feeling for you. Yeah, exactly. And and like, I was actually when the news broke, I was I was in Victoria in BC, and I had to I was due to fly home to Ireland, and I actually had to <laughs> change paths and fly straight to Halifax. And it was the first time I've been involved working in rugby now for eleven years, and it's the first time that I've ever had to create a war room. And a plan of attack and a media strategy. So uh, uh, I learned a lot, and our, our organisation was certainly uh, there was a lot more more work on the table. But really proud of the efforts that everybody did, and and obviously proud of the outcome. So is, is this just a Nova Scotia issue, or was it is the same feeling in the rest of Canada? It just seems odd that after all this time, uh, obviously it's a contact sport that they would suddenly have an issue with it. Yeah, it, it was it was Nova Scotia only. Um, there was a few. There were some statistics that went out that were were basically pretty pretty flawed. Uh, and you know we had we had other statistics. Uh, we were able to to show uh, broader research and research from um, not insurance companies, research from medical professionals, and we were able to to uh, obviously somebody had a, a problem with it and wanted to raise it and. You know, at the end of the day, we're just going to make the uh, the sport safer. It's certainly our goal. That's great. Um, so since you since you came here seven years ago, um, how has the game grown here in Canada? Um, is it is it the game strong? 
provincially, like I, I, I'm very lucky to be involved with some national teams. Um, I've been since since arriving, I've been involved in seven of the eight national team programs, uh, involved in 15s, and uh, from both male and female. Uh, it's always great. There's a great history with Rugby Canada dating back to. You know, getting to a quarter final in in early World Cups, but it's uh, it's in Nova Scotia especially. It's really it's really grown on the female side. Our provincial um, teams have really improved. Um, we've we've been we've managed to get be victorious over every province um, playing as the Celtics, which is a a real big thing because we are a small province. There's only a thousand members here, so getting you know when you're competing with people. 20 the times the size of you or <laughs> it's like it's always a tough battle so we take a lot of pride in our provincial program and and uh, there's a lot of hard work that goes in the off season so we're we're proud of our athletes and especially ones that go on to, to play for Canada uh, the women's side has really exploded in Canada and the the sevens team is is ranked in the top three and obviously got a, a bronze medal in the last Olympic Games and the the, the senior women's team are also in the in the top five rankings in the world as well and I'm lucky to be involved in in the senior women's 15s team at the moment and uh, our next next tour is off to play against the United States in in November wow that's great and it comes from dedication from people like yourself that helps the games grow and um we're really lucky to have you here in Nova Scotia helping out and so just moving to, obviously we got the the World Cup starting this weekend so um it's going to take an absolute miracle for Team Canada doing the tournament. I think they're like 5,000 to 1 outsiders. Might be worth your while yeah, when, a while for on president, there. <laughs> my, the president of Rugby Nova Scotia promised me a free trip to Japan if Canada get to the final. I think it's a safe bet on his. <laughs> so, uh, in reality, what would be a successful tournament for uh, Team Canada? They've been they've been pretty open with it. They're in a, a bit of a they're in certainly a, a a tough pool with with two of the top four best teams in the world with New Zealand and South Africa. Um, you know their 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 biggest the the two goals that they have are, are wins against Italy and and Namibia. Um, realistically on form and 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 seeing preparation, Canada have really improved in the last year, but there's certainly a lot of um, there's cert- there were certainly a lot of room for improvements. They had a, 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 a very poor two years and being the last team to qualify for the World Cup is obviously not, not ideal. Uh, they start off against Italy. Italy are, although you know ranked sixth out of the six nations, they still uh, get the, the high quality opposition. And, and uh, they, Italy also have two professional franchises in, in the top 14 along with uh, Benetton Treviso going you know uh, against all odds into the playoffs of the of the of the um, of the pro 14 this year which is a huge result for an Italian side so although although Italy and Namibia are the two to get it's hard to to see if 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 Canada can pull a victory over them in game one. Yeah, I think um, it's kind of a good thing that for Canada to starting off against Italy and not New Zealand or South Africa. So they're not like obviously they're probably not going to win those games, but rather than taking like a hammering at the start and morale being down, at least they kind of have a fair chance against Italy. As I said Italy are a great team, but there's always a chance of an upset. Whereas if they started off against New Zealand, they're probably going to be in for a bit of a hiding, to be honest. So. Um, yeah, exactly, and and it's a four-team pool, and you know having those or it's a five-team pool, and having those those two 
teams you know, like New Zealand, South Africa, but having them in the middle, it'll, it, you know, I wonder what way they'll go. Um, obviously, they've got a, a, a squad of 30. It'll be interesting to see. They'll obviously go with, with everybody, uh, all their best players against Italy and what they see as the number one side. But will, will they then go against their best side against New Zealand and then albeit rest some players against South Africa? Because Namibia is an absolute must win. And uh, and that's certainly the the you know it would be it would be a moderate success if they get the win against Namibia, but but to come out with four losses would be would be a real disappointment. Yeah, um, it definitely would. Like, let's hope that uh, that the boys do us proud and uh, bring home at least one victory for us. Um, so with the tournament itself being held in Japan, and obviously the times, just kickoff times and stuff like that are pretty uh, horrendous for us here in Canada. Uh, how do you feel about the, them changing tack and moving to a, a different country this time? Yeah, I'm all, I'm all for spreading it, um, spreading far and wide. Um, I'd, I'd love it to be a little bit easier to watch, although I just installed <laughs> TSN in the house today in preparation. Nice. Um, I, 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 when I moved here, I stayed away from cable, but I don't think I have a choice now. Um, <laughs> like it's it's the tough one for us here in Canada is that it, it it hurts us in trying to to grow the game and get people to buy into it. Um, it's uh, it's obviously we we want it on on TSN, which is great, but the the live times are 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 difficult ones in the morning. But you know I, I'm all for growing the game and and I I you know I was a little bit spec uh, skeptical at the very start to see. You know, moving it far and wide. Where where are we going to go away from the more traditional countries? But that's the way to grow the game. And and if you see the scenes, there's a particular video of, of Wales having fifteen thousand uh, that was insane. Uh, spectators. It's insane. Yeah, singing songs and everything. So I mean, that that's amazing. That's certainly how we we do grow the game. So um, do you think that uh, a joint maybe U.S. Canada tournament would would be something that could happen and it, would it help the game here? I think it's certainly on the cards. Um, there's there's a USA and Canada because of our, our close proximity and you know similar standards and a lot of teams and a lot of age groups. Were, were, it, a lot of things happen dual. Like, I mean, for instance, for myself, I coach the under-20 uh, women's national team and, and uh, part of our training camps, we try and get the USA to come up and, and play with us and train with us. And we do the same with the senior women and senior men's get together you know, twice a year to, to get to, to, uh, to, to train and play. So the, the, the one obvious one, and, and I know world rugby are certainly interested in the market of, uh, of us, especially, but North America in general. So I don't think it's a, it's a crazy thought and, and maybe it'll happen sooner, sooner than we think. Yeah. Um, I mean, like just from going to the couple of us Canada games they've hosted here in Nova Scotia, there's definitely like, the fan base seems to be there. Like the the games were great. The players were really approachable. So um, I, I think it'd be great for them to do that, and it'd be great to help uh, grow the game. Just with the boat was being from the Emerald Isle um, and Ireland, are now the current world number ones. Uh, do you think these rankings no, make crazy. any? Do you think these rankings make any difference going into the World Cup? It's amazing that for the first time in our history that we get that title the week before with no games <laughs> left. So we're going to be going into a tournament as the current number one. A lot of flack has gone on about these world rankings. Personally, I like them. I, I think it 
it gives more on test matches. Um, I know we speak about these rankings on a regular basis. You know, and so, some of them might say that Ireland, you know, I don't believe that Ireland are, are the number one team. And, and certainly Joe Schmidt's comments recently would state that he doesn't think that the number one team, like we all know who the favourites are for the World Cup. And it's, yeah. it's not a Northern Hemisphere team. So, um, plain and simply, I think it's still a positive thing. Yeah, they could re-look at how they do them, but I, I, it keeps interest. We've been talking about the game and we've been talking about them. And, and no, matter, no matter what performance in the, in, the, uh, in the World Cup from Ireland, which I'm, I'm obviously hopeful, but the, uh, the fact that they've managed to, to climb through those rankings to become world number one is something that we should be very proud of. Yeah, I, I mean, it's uh, it, you still have to win the games to get there. So um, it's definitely a great stepping stone for us in coming up to the, the tournament. Um, so do you, who, who do you think will be the dark horses? It always seems to be one team that just seems to kind of come out of nowhere to uh, make it to the semis or somewhere like that. Who do you think will be the dark horses in this, this year's uh, yeah, tournament? Yeah, I mean... It- it's tough to look to look by, you know, Hart says Ireland. Uh, we've beaten both South Africa and New Zealand uh, uh, in the last couple of years. I, I just see Australia are always somebody that come good in the World Cup and they showed glimpses of it this year in the Tri-Nations. Um, obviously, they've had a lot of controversy. There was a lot of chat about Wales before the tournament. I just don't think Wales have the, the front row and to come off the bench to to maintain good quality top tier nations, and obviously they had huge controversy with Rob Howley being sent home from their coaching staff. That's that that's not going to to make their preparation go better. So I think if I'm to to go on the record, I guess I think Australia for me would be a dark horse to get to the semis. And uh, so are, are you going to back New Zealand to win the whole thing? Well, if I see, uh, it's tough. I I read a lot of articles today. I. I think if South Africa win uh, the group game against New Zealand, I can see South Africa winning the tournament. Um, if New Zealand win that win that game, I can see them uh, kicking on to, to win the tournament. I, I just find it very hard in, in sport to do anything three times. Uh, obviously, the Dubs and the Sam Maguire have gone <laughs> above and beyond that. But, you know, three times in a row of something that's a, a, a 12-year span is just something that is incredible. And I think this one is probably the most even World Cup that you could say we've we've had, um, especially in the last 12 years. So I, I'm not going with New Zealand. I, I think South Africa are just physically have a little bit more. And uh, if I wasn't an Irish man, I'd probably uh, be, be talking about England a little bit more. Uh, but, you know, as an Irish man, I, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, we all know where your loyalty, loyalties lie on that one. Um, so I was just speaking of England, and uh, just just finally, um, they seem to have the uh, the group of death this time round with uh, Argentina and France in their group. Um, who, who do you think is going to come out on top on that one? Yeah, I, I think looking by it, and I've had a little bit more look on it uh, this week in particular. I think England are 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 the highest ranked team there, and I I think they'll go unbeaten. I've read articles today that have stated that. Uh, a lot of people feel that they'll they'll finish even on points, which would which makes those other group games vitally important. Uh, you you will see in that group that um, it, whoever loses in those games will be will be trying to to get as many points in in every other moment of every other game in in the group. But I I, I think it'll be England and France that'll come through because 
I think watch Argentina every year. I'm scared of them this year. Maybe they're the 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 underlying beast, but I, I just don't feel like they have as much in our in as as England do. And France just perform well in World Cups. We saw a moment of it in their pre in their in their uh, their warm up tests against Scotland where they ran riot in France. I could see them uh, being that sneaky team that just keep progressing. And don't forget that they're a team that uh, eight years ago didn't perform well, lost to teams they shouldn't have lost to, and ended up being three points away from 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 winning the World Cup. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> so thanks for all your uh, t- taking time out from your your busy schedule to uh, talk to us about the the World Cup, Jack. We really appreciate it. Um, so uh, if we do another little rugby special in the future, I'd really hope you'd come back on again and uh, give us your insight because it's, it's great to hear and uh, I really appreciate your time today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm talking to uh, rugby fan Matt Mansfield. Um, Matt took time off work at the last World Cup and uh, followed Team Canada in England. Um, so I just kind of want to see what kind of experiences he had at the World Cup, what it's like. Um, so Matt, how did you find it? Well, easily it was hands down the best boring event I've ever been to in my life. Absolutely. That, like the atmosphere was absolutely incredible. Every city I went to and obviously I was there to see Canada, so I wasn't really seeing too many marquee matchups. Um, but even still, um, the place, the stadiums were packed for every single game. Um, there was loads of Canadian supporters there. I couldn't believe how many Canadian supporters were there. I kind of thought that there'd probably be, you know, like 50, 60, 100 Canadian fans there. But I would say thousands at each game I went to. It was ridiculous. That's crazy. Um, you, you wouldn't think that there, like, you wouldn't think that there would be that many rugby fans um, in the UK from Canada. No, I, I'd imagine most of them are probably, you know, expats that are just living there, right? But... And they were dressed up. There was every time we went to a game, there was a big Mountie contingent that was there that was all dressed up in Mountie gear, and like a lot of guys wearing plaid and lumberjack outfits and stuff like that. So it was really nice to see. I think my favorite part was that Rugby Canada designated a home pub um, in every city that they had a match before the game. So they they would tweet it out. So like, okay, all the Canadian fans would gather at you know the the Black Swan and Leeds or something like that. And you'd go there, and like they had to remove all the tables, all the seating from the from the pub. It was just like shoulder to shoulder in the pub the entire time, all just jam packed full of Canadians. It was great. That, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so was it like uh, English football fans, like a bunch of hooligans? Or no, no. That's I've I've gone to a few English football games, and I can tell you, um, I much prefer rugby games. Um, I I don't fear for my life at the rugby games, and I can drink beer at my seat at the rugby games, which is fantastic. They they do treat. Uh, football fans like kids unfortunately in uh, the UK proper right, rightfully so yeah. from what I've seen um, so the, the first game you got to see was Canada Ireland so you got to go to the Millennium yep. Stadium um, what was the atmosphere like for that one oh, it was great um, I've been to Millennium Stadium a couple times before that to see some Wales games um, so I knew what I was getting into but I had actually wicked seats for that game and uh, obviously there was a lot of Irish people there. I actually stayed at a caravan park um, the night before, which not surprisingly was full of drunk Irish people. Uh, (laughs) And uh, We do get around. Yeah, and uh, that was a bit of a time. Um, So before the game though, um, this this Cardiff City Centre was just overrun with with Irish folks. and uh, it was they were they were partying quite a bit. I got told off by a few Irish fans at the game. Um, I basically told them to fuck off nice. in a nice, polite Canadian way. 
Um, so they Fuck let, off, eh? Yeah. <laughs> they let that slide a bit, but it was uh, it was good. It was the biggest stadium I think I went to that whole tournament, so it was good. Because you did end up at, like, uh, I think they played, it was it Leicester they played in? Um, yeah. MK Don Stadium in Milton Keynes. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> for those games, did you, play, you played France in one of those? Was it one of those stadiums? Uh, we played France in um, Milton Keynes, I believe. So what was that like? Obviously, like, France is a a bigger nation. I, I surprised that they would play at such a small stadium, even though it was Canada. Um, was, there, was there more Canadians than French people? No, there was way more French people, and the French fans were probably the most annoying fans that I've encountered on the whole trip. Really? Yeah, they had um, a, rooster, a lot of them had ro- these rooster hats on, these obnoxious rooster hats, and they had like these weird noisemakers, and I just really wanted to punch them. Did the uh, the fans from Quebec try and no. move over and join them? <laughs> I don't think so, anyway. But uh, they were obnoxious folks. It's uh, when they when they play in Dublin. Um, I don't know if they still do it because I haven't been home for Six Nations in a long time. They used to like bring actual roosters to Dublin and let them oh yeah them them go in the uh, the city centre and stuff like that. So it was always kind of like a, a strange time to see all yeah. these like wild birds <laughs> going well, crazy. So if it was Milton Keynes, I I can't remember. That kind of blends in. I know Leicester was Romania, so it was either Leeds. No, Leeds. Um, I can't remember which one it was. But Milton Keynes. Have you ever been to Milton Keynes? I have not. It's not the kind of place you can really have a good time in anyway. It's like the worst city I've ever been to in England. It's awful. It's like Halifax, Dartmouth without the old area. It's like like a grid pattern. Okay. And it just sucks. It, it just feels like it's like a big industrial estate. Or yeah. That's what, like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it has any character at all. So it sounds like you had a great time. So obviously they've moved the, the World Cup to Japan. They want to build a game up there. And do you think... They're going to miss that atmosphere um, from the games because obviously England is a home nation and it's pretty much where the game started. Do you think Japan? I don't, I don't bring think that? so because rugby fans travel well, so I think there's going to be a lot of representation there from all their fans, and they're just going to have a time in Japan. So I, I feel sorry for um, some of these poor cities that are in Japan that are going to be overrun with obnoxious English folk. <laughs> uh, but I, I think the atmosphere will still be pretty good, and you know, it's Japan's kind of a you know a unique kind of culture, so I think um, it'll be pretty good. I, I I would say there's probably like an Irish bar somewhere. That oh, of goes, course. So yeah. yeah, I can understand. Um, I just looking on online there and stuff like that. Like a, they did get like a huge turnout at the uh, the Wales training game, and they they do seem to have uh, bought into the uh, the sport, which is which is a good thing to see. Is the whole point of them having it in Japan. Yeah. Um, obviously, for us, it sucks with the times for trying to go and watch a game and stuff like that. I do see that Nellies are going to have like a, uh, they're going to record the games and show them later on in the afternoon. Oh, great. Which is a great idea. So <clears throat> hopefully, we can go down and watch a game or two. Um, looking forward to the World Cup then. Like, uh, who do you see like as your, your favorites? Uh, well, I sat down and actually you know worked it all out. And I really think it's going to be, shockingly, a New Zealand South Africa final, I think. Um, but, you know, England's got a really strong squad. Wales, obviously, just won the Grand Slam. Um, it's uh, it, it's going to be a pretty competitive World Cup this time, I think. I don't, I don't think New Zealand's going to dominate like they did the last couple World Cups. Um, so it'll, um, it, it should it should be pretty good. But I still think it's going to come down to the All Blacks and the Springboks. Yeah, like when, when I was uh, talking to, to Jack Hanratty, he pretty much said the same thing. He, he said that South Africa would be his, um, his surprise team. Um, I can see that. I'm looking forward to the fact that it's not going. I don't think it's going to be a runaway World Cup for anybody, yeah. at least. 
England looked really strong. They gave Ireland a good pace in there and their uh, their build up. Um, Wales they've obviously had a bit of a uh, like issue issue with their coach being sent home for betting infringements. I don't know what the hell he was betting on. I didn't actually see the full article. I just saw that he got <laughs> sent home. Um, so it. it there's definitely like a, a good scope of teams that will hopefully um... and the draw is quite favorable for that too which is good you don't have a, a pool of death i don't see you work for uh, admiral insurance here in halifax which is a wells company you get to you got to go to a couple of the wells games courtesy of them um how do you think wales will do in this one as going in as the grand slam champs um i mean they obviously have a, a strong squad i mean it just showed in the six nations um, don't know their actual average age, but they seem to have a much older squad than a lot of the other the competitors, so I don't know how that's going to impact them. Um, but, you know, they're going to make it out of their pool, I think. Uh, it's just a matter of who they get in the first round of the knockout stage. But I, I don't see them winning the World Cup. Like, they're not going to beat South Africa or New Zealand. Um, they'd be hard-pressed to beat England, I think. I think it's, it's kind of funny when you think that like the Six Nations was only back in February and we're talking about the team as if it's like they did that six years ago and there's like over the hill. It's uh, it's kind of funny it how different though. It's funny how quickly uh, rugby moves on. We're in, uh, England like have a really strong squad. Uh, they kind of faltered a little bit in the Six Nations. Um, how do you think they'll do? I think England's probably the strongest squad outside of New Zealand and South Africa. Um, I. When I did my, I sat down and I, I picked a winner for every single match and considered, you know, how they would get points and such. And I have England coming in third as, a, as winning the third place match against Australia. Okay. So that's my official prediction. You never know; there could be an upset. It wouldn't surprise me to see them in the final. Yeah, like uh, I'm, I'm very biased, and I I, <laughs> I remember when they won the thing, we never heard the fucking end of it. So um, I won't be rooting for them if that counts. Yeah, that definitely does count. Yeah. Um, the uh, Ireland are going in as the the world's number one right now, but <clears throat> I I just think for for Ireland, their chances this time they're just I think they're just, they're like, kind of like Wales and that kind of just in the middle kind of group um, that I'd love to see them go far but I just don't think they have enough to um, well they do have one thing on their side and that is the absolute beast that is Rory Best that is true and it is, is is this his fourth World Cup yeah so this is going to be like his, his farewell yeah. tournament like they had a, an amazing uh, last game at the Aviva there and it was very emotional seeing him coming off and kind of, so he's, he's really done a great job for Ireland mm. where we're lucky to have him um, th- th- this World Cup seems to be the um, the, the, the hot topic seems to be the eligibility rules and the, the residency rules and stuff like that. What's your take on it? It seems to be the loosest of any of the professional sports, and it, it I, I have heard that they are changing it, which is going to be positive. It's going to mean um, some some bad things for some teams, uh, but you know the 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 squads like England and Wales and Ireland they'll, they'll be fine. They'll, they'll find good homegrown players to. To, to put them on their squads. It's really going to hurt teams like Japan, um, who, like, I know they're the host and they want to put a strong squad, but they have, what, 51% of their squad is not born in Japan, which is um, kind of not really a good representation of, you know, what Japanese rugby is supposed to be, right? Um, a lot of these players are coming from Tonga, New Zealand, South Africa, really prolific rugby nations, so it's, um, it's not 
really growing the sport as far as I'm concerned. Um, if you look at the last World Cup, um, Tonga or Japan had that amazing win. Um, you would have thought that would kickstart Japanese rugby a little bit. So it's a little bit disappointing that in the next World Cup, they have even more players from out that are not Japanese-born players playing on their squad. So it's a you know it's a little bit dodgy in certain cases. You know the odd player every once in a while. It's not a big deal. I mean I can't speak too negatively about it because I think Canada's best player is not born in Canada. He's South African. So. You know, it, it happens. Every team look at Tulagi in England. He's not English. Well, he came over when he was like 14 or something like that. I, I think, like, in in football, there's obviously um, the Irish team. If you've had a point to Guinness, then they'll pick you for it. It's it's it's, it's not great. Um, they have the grandfather rule where if your grandparents came from Ireland, you can play for them. So we got, like, we got an awful lot of players from England and Scotland and stuff like that, obviously descendants. Um, I just think this residency thing is a step too far. I, I just think like it's a hangover from the amateur, the amateur side of things when it would rarely come into into play. But now like you've got a guy who's got literally no affiliation with Ireland whatsoever or England or wherever, um, just being able to live there for three years, get paid and get to play like I mean it, it's great for the fans like myself because obviously like, they're really good players and they're enhancing their squad but you then think about like who's missing out you exactly. know you know it's like we're not like like next next year he might decide they might decide to go back to South Africa and New Zealand and we're left with a big hole in our squad yeah, it's taking a spot from an Irish lad that on the cusp of making the team right and that doesn't bode well for growing the game and developing your own homegrown players right I don't understand like what like they've, they've changed it out to like five years now I just don't understand why they just don't kill it like as I said I, like I get the kind of grandfather thing or if your parents are from Ireland and you've moved to because Ireland's a, a nation of like immigrants we we moved throughout the world um, so I, I can get that and people have identities but you know when you've got like some guy from Johannesburg who like who can't find uh, Ireland on the map suddenly tipping up in Galway and then he's ends up playing yeah, for the just, national he, he gets a, a on the roster of an Irish local team, stays for three years, and all of a sudden he's representing Ireland in a World Cup. Like th- that process could happen in between World Cups, which I don't think is necessarily a good idea. And, th- and that's the thing. Like I mean, if you say like right now, like you know, if the Welsh squad or like a country's squad is getting older, yeah. like they have four years then from this World Cup to this. Well, obviously it's next year is going to change. So you might see a raft of players coming in towards the end of the year, suddenly tipping up in Swansea or <laughs> Cardiff, yeah. like uh, who have come from like Tonga and Fiji and stuff. Like it's just to me it's just like a, it's a crazy rule that they need to change it's not like that in, in most sports so it's, uh, I find it odd I don't think there's any sport that actually you know like baseball is kind of like that you know baseball uh, as far as international sports go it's relatively new but baseball is the same story you could you could play for any team you want as long as you have some connection there like uh, Latinos and that are born in the states they can play for Mexico if their grandparent was Mexican which you know, there's a lot of Americans that have Mexican grandparents so just to uh uh, nail down your predictions for the World Cup then, Matt. Um, who who do you think is actually going to win the whole thing and who should I put my money on? I have a bold prediction. South Africa is going to win the World Cup. That may not be a bold prediction, but my bold prediction is South Africa is going to beat the All Blacks twice. They're going to beat them in the, the pool stage and they're going to beat them in the final. Wow. I wonder what the odds are on that. That would be a good uh, little wager to do. Um, I don't know how I feel about putting money on it. Okay, but that, that's yeah. what my gun's telling me. Like, don't, don't put like your whole week's wages on there. Uh, would be 
um, what I would say to you. Here in Canada, um, obviously rugby isn't as big as what we'd like it to be. Um, being from Canada yourself, you obviously grew up around like ice hockey and um, baseball and sports of that. What do you think they need to do to help grow the game here? Because um, it's a relatively cheap sport for kids to play. Yeah. Um, it just seems that it's never mentioned in um, in sports for kids to get involved in. Well, for starters, they can you know break the stigma of associating it with like head injuries and other injuries because they uh, have this brief scare there for a while where they're going to pull it at a high school, which would have been absolutely detrimental for the game. And uh, in the Maritimes, we actually have uh, a larger percentage of rugby players come from the Maritimes, considering our population. Um, so that would have been absolutely detrimental for the game, considering I honestly believe it's actually much safer than American football um, due to the lack of pads and helmets and stuff like that. But a lot of high schools outside of Halifax don't even have American football teams, they, they, but they do have rugby teams. So it is um, started at a young age, but there, it's not on television. It's not really a, a popular sport here. So uh, keeping it in high school is obviously a good start. But um, I think what would really, really help Canada going forward is a, a joint bid with the U.S. to host the World Cup. Um, that would make um, a huge difference, I think. If uh, right, It's only been the last the last World Cup. No, the last one, no, the one before that was the first time it's ever actually been broadcast live in any television. There's only been that's insane. There's only been two World Cups. Um, so this will be the third one and unfortunately with the time difference it's not gonna get any exposure on this one because it's you know, on at three in the morning. But you know, as T S N keeps on showing it it'll probably kind of catch on, I think. Um, if they do more games across the country, like in Halifax, they've had a couple of international games. Um, that goes a long way, introducing people to the game. Um, but I think a World Cup hosting event with the U.S. would be fantastic. I don't know if the U.S. would want to do it all on their own. Well, when I was talking to, uh, to Jackie, actually, I, I asked him that very question, and he said that um, they do do an awful lot of inter-coaching things with the States, because obviously both nations are trying to um, build a game because they're both fighting the same yeah. the, the same battles you know it's like there's so many big sports that they have to battle like, and obviously like, like soccer is coming up from behind and it's it, that's the next big sport so like rugby's kind of like been left behind a little bit um so i honestly i agree with you when the games were here with the like when the u.s played uh canada here in halifax the two times i think we've gone to see them and glasgow warriors came over as well um the crowds that went out to see it was, was incredible so i mean like there is definitely like a fan base here um do you think that if there's rumors that the major league rugby down in the states is um potentially gonna have a franchise in halifax do you think that on the back of the Halifax Wanderers having a great first season here, do you think that would be something that would help? Oh, for sure, especially in Halifax. I, I think, you know, the, the game sells itself when people watch it for the first time. Um, it's, it's not like American football where it's like stop and start all the time. It's continuous action. So I think bringing that kind of product to, to Halifax, I think, would, would do wonders, especially, you know, with rumors of us building a stadium here for the CFL. That's another tenant that could fill fill the stadium. So I think it would be a fantastic idea. Rumors that they're going to try and do one for like 2020, 2021. Um, and I really hope that like the city will get in behind it. Do you have any more uh, rugby trips planned? Well, I was planning, we were planning on going to this Rugby World Cup in Japan. After <clears throat> traveling across the ocean and spending several thousands of dollars to see Canada lose every single match in their, their group, um, and seeing the most recent results of Canada in the last couple of years, we've decided not to go to Japan to see this World Cup. But um, I would love to go see 
the France World Cup uh, next. Uh, I've I've only been to France once. I, to, I went to Paris, as most people do. So it'd be great to see other cities in France and uh, do some side trips there as well. I think I, the I'm, atmosphere I'm, would be fantastic there. It's a it's a lot more easier to get <laughs> yeah. for, um, for 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 us to. We don't have to like travel around the world to get there. Exactly. Um, yeah, I would I would love to go and see a game. I, I would actually wouldn't mind going to see a Canada game because I I love that idea of. The kind of smaller stadium, and it's been, sometimes in a bigger stadium, you kind of the noise disappears, and you don't always get to kind of enjoy it. Um, so yeah, I would definitely. I think it's a great thing to. It's definitely going to be um, on the bucket list. Yeah, and I, I don't think it'll be. It'll be a while before a country like Japan hosts another World Cup. I think. I I think that they're like this is like a, a testing thing for yeah. them. Like I mean, like uh, the um, like FIFA had like the World Cup in '94 in the US, which was out of left field, like uh, and obviously they wanted to grow the game there because they could see the potential and it worked really really well so that was like a, like a, a stepping stone for South Africa hosting yeah. it and stuff like that. Is that the idea behind Qatar hosting the World Cup? No, that was just pure corruption. To be perfectly <laughs> honest, <laughs> there's there's no sense in Qatar House in that World Cup whatsoever. And even now, I mean, like it's it's not that long off. Um, I, it still boggles my mind that there are kind of whole players like health at risk to to host that. I can't thing. believe it hasn't been cancelled. Oh, like they're not only was there like workers dying on a regular basis. There's like the um, they're talking about putting having to put like air conditioning into the bloody stadium so the players don't drop down dead in the forty degree heat. It's it's ridiculous. And I mean, if FIFA had any kind of inclination to fix their tattered reputation, they would like just cancel it. I mean, there's so many countries that are just ready to to swoop in oh, and take God, over. Yes. I mean, like England. Haven't hosted anything since 1996. Yeah, like, and that's the problem that uh, rugby needs to be kind of careful of. Thanks, so, so, thanks so much for uh, hanging out, Matt, and uh, talking shit about rugby. Um, I really appreciate you, you doing that on a, a Wednesday night here in uh, Clay West, which where we are again. Clay West is the place to be for a podcast. There's seven other podcast hosts here as well. Um, we're drinking Nine Locks again. Still desperately trying to get my sponsorship from Nine Lock. They're not paying attention to me. It's a uh, it's a really good beer and their glasses are pretty funny um, just want to give a shout out to everybody who's uh, subscribed to the podcast who's listened to podcasts really appreciate the support um, don't forget to give my friend Dave Smith a listen over at Armchair uh, Commentary um, it's a really good podcast if you're into American sports um, and until next week take care Next week we'll see a return to our regular programming and um, we'll be back talking about the Premier League. Um, I was supposed to have Andy Watson with me this week uh, just to have a quick chat about what happened last week in the Premier League. Unfortunately Andy's been under the weather so um, we didn't get a chance to do that. Just looking forward to this weekend there's the big the big game is Chelsea-Liverpool. Um, Liverpool coming off the back of a big win against Newcastle last week. They went one down, came back, came, came back amazingly well. Um, and destroyed Newcastle at the end. They did lose this week to Napoli in the Champions League, which is kind of a big shock. Um, but I think that Liverpool will be just too strong for Chelsea this weekend. Um, Chelsea coming off the back of a 1-0 loss to Valencia. Um, like Tammy Abram is on good form, but they've now lost Mason Mount to a pretty serious-looking injury. Um, so I don't, I just don't think Chelsea have enough in their locker to to, to beat Liverpool, unfortunately for them. But I, I think I honestly do think that Frank Lampard is the man to bring them forth. And um, once he gets his own window, bringing his players, I, I think um, Chelsea. 
obviously be on a much more even keel. The other big game then would be Tottenham are away to Leicester. Leicester had an unfortunate an unfortunate loss to Manchester United last time out. They uh, they gave as good as they got. So hopefully uh, Tottenham win because that's what we all want. But uh, Leicester will definitely give us a good game and it'll, it'll be a tough one. I'd be happy with a draw with that one to be perfectly honest. Looking over the other fixtures, Arsenal are home to Aston Villa. They'll definitely be looking to bounce back from the disaster of last weekend. They did get a point. It was 2-2. But as everybody's probably been reading in the in the papers and online the stats from that game were insane like uh, Arsenal were cruising in that game doing really really well like everything was under control Watford got in at half time new manager new focus new energy in the second half and they went for it and Arsenal just weren't able to cope for it um David Luiz again under pressure choked a little bit and um just a general kind of lackadaisical approach to um playing out from the back it, it's a, this new thing where you, like like players are allowed inside the box for kickouts and they're so easy to read uh, it'll be interesting to see how Arsenal deal on that one because Villa have been un- unfortunate and they, they had a pretty good result against West Ham they should have won the game actually and they gave Tottenham a good fright at home too so it's just one of those seasons for them where they're almost winning games and almost getting a draw and so I don't think Arsenal will have it all their own way but I, I think they might be too strong for Villa in this one so, um, just really want to give a, a big thanks to uh, Jack Henry, like this has been a crazy busy week for him. I really appreciate him taking the time out to, to talk to us over such a big decision this week in uh, Nova Scotia. The fact that they were going to take rugby out of schools is insane so it's kind of good that clear heads have prevailed on that one and they brought the program back rugby is a safe sport and with people like jack who training kids coaching kids their the future's in good hands to be perfectly honest and uh, we're really lucky to have someone like like jack here in the province whose love for the game is clear to hear um we really appreciate him taking the time out and um, so until next week keep subscribing keep listening we really appreciate it and um, makes it kind of worthwhile for for us to do this and if you want to join the conversation we're on facebook and instagram also if you want to be on the show you're more than welcome to give me a show it's it's an open platform so you know just send us a message on facebook or wherever and uh, we will definitely look into that or if you have any topics that you want to talk about um there's so many things in the premier league that we can talk about it's it's the gift that keeps on giving to be perfectly honest so um yeah until next week thanks again for listening and take care the podcast you just heard was made using anchor Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm new. That's anchor.fm new to get started.